We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate you. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program, providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. Each and every week, we discuss important issues such as how to remain independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care, and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. We also discuss senior-related health issues and how to care for the caregiver. As always, if you have a question, you can reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. You can also visit us online. It's a great website. Uh, lots of good information there, as well as the podcast. Go there to Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right. So we have a really, really good program for you here today. And you're going to want to tune in. You may want to go back and listen to this again, and you're definitely going to want to share it with friends and family. I'm going to cover throughout this entire program today how to pay for the high cost of senior care. I'm going to go through some of the prices. Don't wreck your cars if you're driving, because some of this stuff is really, really expensive. And it, frankly, some of it will maybe take your breath away. So let's jump into this and get started on the basics. If you hear the term private pay, if you ever hear that term, oh, well, this service is private pay or private pay only, or our facility is private pay, or we accept private pay. What they're talking about is they don't bill insurance. It's not covered by Medicare, Medicaid. They just want you to use your own resources to pay for that care or that service. So private pay means spending your own money for your own care. You're writing a check, uh, you're using your uh, your debit card, your credit card, whatever it is, but you are using your own resources to pay for the services provided for you. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. And now all the rest of this stuff gets a lot more complicated. <laughs> so uh, Medicare, I can't tell you how many times I visited with individuals and families and well, well, Steve, I think we're in good shape. We've got, you know, the best Medicare policy, the best Medicare coverage that you can get. Okay. Well, that's fantastic, but Medicare 
pays for some very, very specific services during some very specific uh, times, during very specific examples. And it's great, but it doesn't pay for everything. In fact, there are a lot of things that you may think it covers and it does not. So uh, I'll have my friend... Uh, Mark Squires, the Medicare whisperer, I'll have him back on the program here uh, actually fairly soon. Maybe we can get him in here uh, this next month to talk about Medicare. And there's some new things that we want to talk about. But I'm just going to talk about some of the basics of what Medicare provides. So obviously, you know, Medicare A is going to provide for all your major medical, your hospitalizations, trips to the ER, those sort of things. Medicare Part B pays for... X-rays, labs, doctor's appointments, uh, some uh, home or durable medical equipment, some oxygen, some supplies. So it pays for those sort of things, but it only pays 80% of those costs. So you go get an MRI or a CAT scan, and that other 20%, we're talking hundreds of dollars. So, so it's also important then to have a Medicare supplement. It's in the supplement part means that your supplement policy, whether it's plan F or G or N or whatever you have, it supplements that part B, meaning it pays the other 20%. Plus, uh, possibly co-pays for some of the doctor's visits, plus possibly the part B deductible. So, not going to get too far into the weeds in that. But let me give you a couple of examples of what Medicare will pay for. So one big, big benefit, major benefits, fantastic, but it's very specific. Medicare will pay for your stay in skilled nursing and rehab center after a hospitalization. If so, you got all kinds of hoops that you have to jump through and you have all sorts of requirements that you have to meet if someone is hospitalized inpatient so you're there being treated and your status is inpatient if you were in the hospital for at least three midnights so you just just add them up yep they're there monday night and tuesday night and wednesday night uh, yeah that qualifies any three nights in a row that automatically triggers a Medicare paid-for visit to a skilled nursing and rehab center. A really common example, someone falls, slips on the ice, or you slip anywhere and breaks or fractures a hip, you have to go in and have it pinned or maybe replaced so you're, you're having some surgery and you're in there you know, three or four days, you know, maybe five days, uh, but, you, but you're there, you're three midnights. Automatically, then, you are covered by Medicare. They will pay for your your stay in a skilled nursing and rehab center. And then you would discharge from the hospital to a long-term care community, also known as a nursing home, that offers skilled nursing and rehab. So what that means is they would accept you into their community, and they will provide rehab therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, skilled nursing services, and all of these things are covered and they're provided every single day. And as long as you are improving, as long as you're getting better and, and you're and you're walking a few more steps every day or, or you're you're moving towards some sort of a stated goal or outcome and you're participating in the therapy and you're trying. So as long as you are improving, Medicare says we will continue to pay for that therapy. And then they will not 
pay they'll discharge you or or discontinue paying for your stay there and your therapy when you either return to your original capabilities your original baseline whether you're improving and maybe you plateau at 80% of your original capabilities now that's your new normal Okay, so you plateau, or if you're just not physically able to participate, or maybe uh, mentally, I, I just don't want to do this anymore, and you just don't want to do it, then Medicare is going to discharge you. And then at that point, then you can return back to your home, you can stay there, you can move to an assisted living apartment, wherever you need to go. So Medicare pays very, very specifically for that. Another great benefit that Medicare provides and pays for is for uh, Medicare certified home health care. Now, I've talked about home care a lot on the program, but home health care is when you don't even you don't have to be hospitalized. Your doctor, you, you can go to a doctor's appointment and go home and your doctor can write an order for Medicare certified home health agency to send personnel to your home. And that could include, again, nursing visits, Physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, they can provide wound care, they can do a new medication management and instruction, they can teach a new diabetic how to use their insulin and use the sliding scale and read their, their glucometer readings and all of those sort of things can be provided under your Medicare home health benefit. And then, of course, the other big benefit paid for by Medicare would be that hospice benefit. And we've talked a lot about that on this program where hospice services can be provided in your home, wherever you call home. So hospice can be provided and paid for in your in your house where you're living. If you live in an apartment, uh, it will hospice services can follow you there. If you live in an assisted living community, hospice services can be provided there. And... Kind of the surprising one, even if you live in a long-term care community, also known as a nursing home, hospice services can be provided to you or your loved one, even if they're living in a nursing home. And a couple of things that Medicare does not pay for is, uh, number one, and I'll, I'll tell you what, this is widely, widely misunderstood so many people believe that Medicare will pay for your stay in a long-term care community. So let's say if you're in the nursing home, you've had three or four weeks of skilled nursing and rehab, you've improved, Medicare discharges you from skilled nursing and rehab, and then now you're just going to continue to live there because you need care, 24-hour care. So at that point, Medicare stops paying for your stay in the nursing home on a long-term basis, they do not pay for long-term care. Okay, so so that is that is a huge misunderstanding in the market, and I just wanted to set that correct. Uh, and then the, the other thing that Medicare does not pay for is home care. And we've talked about home care services on the program, your non-medical in-home assistance on an hourly basis. It does not pay for that either. Okay, and, and when Medicare pays the Medicare certified home health care, your skilled nursing and rehab in your home, that's per visit. Usually you're going to get you know six to eight weeks of uh, one to three visits a week per discipline, and then you're discharged. So, so hopefully that will help you understand what Medicare pays for, and I'll continue after the break. But first, 
Let's not forget the Senior Care Live question of the week. The Medicaid program will pay for care received at the assisted living level of care. Is that statement true or false? We'll have the answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device. Super simple. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the Listen Live button or the or the Great big microphone right there on the homepage. Give it a few seconds to connect and boom, you are in. It'll start streaming to your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you have. It really is that simple. All right, back to our Senior Care Live question of the week. The Medicaid program will pay for care received at the assisted living level of care. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... True. The answer is true. However, there is a major, major catch to that answer. Technically, the Medicaid program will pay for assisted living. However, the sad reality of it is it doesn't pay enough. So there are just a very few providers that will even consider billing Medicaid at that assisted living level. But then again, you, know, you have some more catches. And I'll get into Medicaid as one of the ways to pay for senior care a little bit later on in the program. All right. So today it's all about how to pay for the high cost of senior care. We talked about private pay using your own resources to pay for your own care. We talked about Medicare uh, being a, a great a great option, but Medicare pays very specifically for very specific services and very specific time frames. And so we talked about some examples of that. Let's move on to long-term care insurance. Now, a lot of people have asked me over the years, Steve, what do you think about that long-term care insurance stuff? I mean, I don't know. I heard it wasn't very good, and and we're, we've been thinking about it. But I, I you know, my my friend said it's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a waste of money. It's a ripoff, and don't buy it. And but we're confused. I mean, what should we do? And my opinion is, long-term care insurance is no longer an option. You must buy long-term care insurance. It's just not an option anymore, in my opinion. Uh, So what is long-term care insurance? Well, it first started out, you know, way back in the 90s as a nursing home policy. Boy, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? (laughs) And they wondered why they had troubles selling these policies. Well, nobody wants to think about moving into a nursing home. I'm not going to buy a policy and pay on it. And and, what if I don't use it? All that stuff. So today, you fast forward to today, 
Long-term care insurance policies are very flexible. Uh, they uh, they will pay for uh, home care, so non-medical in-home assistance. So remember, Medicare will pay for the medical in-home assistance through a Medicare-certified home health agency, but that home care on an hourly basis from you know two or three hours a day all the way up to 24 hours a day Long-term care insurance policies, most of them, at least the newer or the more modern policies, do pay for that. They will also pay for adult daycare, which is uh, daycare for adults with, uh, with memory issues, cognitive impairment. It will also pay for the assisted living level of care. And, of course, yes, it will pay for the nursing home level of care. So it's a lot more flexible. It applies to a much broader range and scope of services. And so they're a lot more attractive. It's not just restricted to nursing homes anymore. So you have some elements within that long-term care insurance policy that you're going to want to meet. So number one, the elimination period. Well, what is an elimination period? I'd like to meet the person who invented that term. Oh, let's call it an elimination period. What what the heck is that? That's a copay. It, it no, excuse me. Okay, I just <laughs> I just cry, I get fired up about this elimination period. It is uh you can consider it a, a copay or you can also consider it a, a deductible either way. Uh, but the bottom line is an elimination period is a certain number of days. So, uh, the most common one I've seen is 90 days. So what that means, if you have an elimination period of 90 days, you pay for care the first 90 days. So that's your copay or your deductible either way. And then the policy kicks in and starts paying on the 91st day forward. Now, you can have a longer elimination period, maybe up to 180 days at six months, and your premium will be lower. You can have a shorter elimination period of zero days or 30 days, and your premium will be a little higher. So it's just like the deductible on your car insurance. If you have a $100 deductible, your premium is going to be a lot higher than if you have a $1,000 deductible, right? So so it's just kind of the same uh, concept there. Uh, the next one, so I, I recommend 90 days. Less is better if, if you can afford it. Number two, a daily benefit of at least $200 a day. And that that's that's the minimum that I would ever recommend. More is better. Again, the higher the benefit, the higher the premiums. But I, you you got to have two hundred dollars a day. That's going to cover the majority of your cost at the highest level of care on a daily basis. Uh, but these costs keep going up. So if you could get closer to two fifty today, in the year twenty twenty, that that would be a lot better fit if it's affordable. Number three, you have the term, how long the policy pays out. Uh, I recommend, uh, strongly recommend at least a five-year term. Longer is better. And, of course, longer means the premiums will be a little higher. So the the reason I I say five years is the average length of stay in assisted living is 2.4 years. 59% of assisted living residents have to graduate to the nursing home level of care where Their length of stay, the average length of stay is, again, 2.4 years. They're within days of each other. So there's your, there's your five year term. And you just, you got to have that. 
This one is not negotiable. <laughs> you must buy the inflation rider. It's a 5% inflation rider so that your daily benefit inches up every year just a little bit, and it keeps up with the rising cost of all of these different senior care options. All right, and then last but not least, and I think this is a deal breaker if you can't get it, this, this one's not negotiable in my opinion either. The policy must, and I repeat, must be a state partnership plan. Now, what that means is the state matches you dollar for dollar. Uh, if you're, And this is applicable if, in the scenario, if you should outlive your assets, you have to move to a nursing home, uh, and you say your your insurance policy, uh, your long-term care insurance policy pays for $100,000 during your stay, and and then your insurance policy is out, you qualify for Medicaid. Well, med- And I'm going to get into Medicaid in the second half of the program, but Medicaid would require you to spend down your assets to just $2,000 left in Kansas, $4,000 left in the state of Missouri. Well, they will let you spend down to $100,000 or however many dollars your policy paid out. And and at that point, you could qualify for Medicaid and still have $100,000 if your long-term care insurance policy paid out $100,000. So uh, that's really, really important. Uh, I'm going to get into a whole lot more right after the break. Stay with me. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with someone else or maybe just want to go back and listen to it again, no worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. They're in chronological order. Just find the one you want to listen to. Again, give it a click, a few seconds to connect, and you are in. Lots of people enjoy listening to the podcast. All right, back to the theme of today, how to pay for the high cost of senior care. I was talking about that last segment, long-term care insurance policies. And there's there's a big catch. There's a big catch to those long-term care insurance policies. You have to be able to qualify, number one, with your good health. So uh, it, it doesn't have to be perfect health. So you could have had some issues or or currently have maybe some chronic ongoing issues and still get covered, but there are some real deal breakers. One of them is any any level of memory loss, they they will not write the policy. Uh, Some forms of cancer, if it was fairly recently, they will not write the policy. Uh, So that's uh, why it's so important to deal with a a long-term care insurance broker, someone 
who would represent all of the different companies and have access to all of the different policies out there in the marketplace uh, to see if you qualify. And if you have any special health concerns, there might be a couple of companies that kind of specialize in that, and they can check that out for you. Also, you have to be able to afford it, (laughs) right? Uh, So the best value, the best time to buy a long-term care insurance policy is at age 55 plus or minus five years. So our friend Dave Ramsey recommends, you know, you buy one on your 60th birthday. I I can think of more exciting birthday presents, <laughs> right? But uh, that, he's using all the statistics. That is the day that you buy it. Uh, the challenge with that is, and I'm not going to argue with Dave Ramsey. He's awesome. But the challenge with that is if you're going to buy it at 55, but you put it off five years and then you develop some kind of health issue that makes you uninsurable, you may have just lost your opportunity. So that, that's my only concern there. He has all the numbers to back up. I'm sticking with my 55 years of age, plus or minus five years as best value. You can definitely buy long-term care insurance when you're older, but since you are statistically closer to possibly using it, the premiums will be higher. So uh, those are just you know a couple of catches to keep in mind. All right, let's move on to the VA aid and attendance benefit. I had our friend, Mr. Ron Cherry, from the national headquarters of VFW, national headquarters downtown Kansas City. He's a veteran service officer. We talked about this a lot right before Veterans Day in November, but I just wanted to cover this again. A lot of people have not heard of the VA aid and attendance benefit, and it is a fantastic benefit that helps seniors and their surviving spouses pay for the high cost of senior care. So there's some requirements. You must require, you can't just say, hey, I I, I want that money. So can you send it to me? (laughs) You have to be receiving care and paying for care that helps you with at least two activities of daily living, bathing, Dressing, grooming, mobility, meal preparation, medication management, toileting. There's a long list. If you're getting help with at least two of those things, that is part of the uh, of the qualification. There's also a service requirement and a financial criteria requirement. So let's start to break this down. Your service requirement, at least 90 days, 90 consecutive days of active duty in one of the branches of the military. At least one day during a period of war. And I'll go through those here in just a second. You're going to want to write this down. So at least 90 consecutive days, just one day. It could have been literally one day at the end of World War II or in the Korean conflict. uh, Or And I'll, I'll lay all of this out here in just a second. Not dishonorably discharged. And so most uh, most folks are honorably discharged, but there could be other types of discharge, medical discharge, et cetera. Um, not dishonorably discharged. Your income has to be less than the cost of care to receive the maximum benefit. And your liquid assets, just think money market, mutual funds, CD, retirement accounts, IRAs, those sort of things, $123,600 or less. Okay, so that's what we're looking at. And the VA aid and attendance benefit reimbursement amounts. For a single veteran, the maximum, and if you're spending any money on senior care, any money on senior care, uh, it, it's not hard uh, 
to receive the maximum, $1,881 per month for a single veteran, a married veteran, a maximum of $2,230 a month, and a surviving spouse. So that means that the veteran has passed away, and then this benefit flows to the surviving spouse, $1,210 a month. So what do you call a period of war? Because some of these things... Uh, some of these dates are a little bit different than technically what you think the end of the war is. The, the VA extended that. So, for example, World War II, of course, it started on December 7th, 1941. That goes all the way f- for qualification purposes to December the 31st, 1946. So if you served one day during that time frame, as a part of your at least 90 consecutive days, and you are not dishonorably discharged, then you have cleared that hurdle, so to speak. The Korean War, June 27th, 1950, to January 31st, 1955. And you, let me just make this very clear also. You did not have to be in the theater of war or in a combat type of a role. You could have been stateside uh, supporting with, uh, you know, a logistics role or a medical role, or uh, you you could have been anywhere in the world as long as you served during these periods of war. Vietnam War, August 5th, 1964, all the way through May the 7th, 1975. Now, there is one exception. If you had boots on the ground, you can back up all the way to February 28th, 1961. Otherwise, if you did not have boots on the ground during Vietnam, then that benefit for everyone else would start August the 5th of 64, right? Hopefully that makes sense. Gulf War started August the 2nd, 1990, and it's uh, it's just, it's unended. It, it does not have an end, uh, sadly. So uh, those are the periods of war. And, uh, you know, what does it, what does it take to, Sign up for this or at least see if you qualify. Uh, let me say that that your your income has to be in a negative situation. So what is your income? The income for VA purposes is your monthly income. Let's say your Social Security and, and, and a pension. And I'll just make up a, a nice round number. Your income is $2,000 a month. And you're paying uh, and then minus your unreimbursed medical expenses. Well, if, if you're paying $2,500 a month for home care services or $6,000 a month for assisted living uh, or more than that for nursing home, I mean, obviously, uh, we'll use the $6,500. Your $2,000 of income minus your $6,500 a month in uh, in your assisted living or your nursing home care, where, where whatever the care is, that number is negative $4,500. As long as that number is negative $1 or worse, <laughs> okay, that would trigger that maximum amount. So if you have questions, I'm sure you will definitely look into this. I would call our friends at the VFW National Headquarters. It just happens to be located right downtown Kansas City, 816-968-1142. VFW National Headquarters right here in downtown KC, 816-968-1142. 
All right. Then the last one, I could talk for maybe a few days on this one. <laughs> we're we're going to give it a few minutes at least today. Medicaid. Uh, I, oh, gosh. When I sit down with families and individuals, I always get questions about, well, what happens if we should outlive our money? What happens if dad runs out of money? How are we going to pay for his care? I, I get this question almost every single day. So what is the Medicaid program? And I'm going to talk about Medicaid uh, in in the sense of paying for long-term care at that nursing home level. It pays for a lot of other things as well. Okay, but it is uh, financial assistance for health care and prescription costs. It's a federal program, but it's administered state by state. So each state can and usually does have some slightly different rules that may or may not benefit you. Okay, it Medicaid is not the same thing as Medicare. It's really easy to flip those two terms. They are wildly different. So the Medicaid program, again, is to help folks with their health care costs. And if you've outlived your assets, you have very little left. That's what Medicaid is for. It's that safety net that says if you outlive your assets and you still need help, you need help paying for your medical uh, your medical care and you, in your in your primary care, et cetera, Medicaid will help you pay for that. So uh, it's very specific as far as how you qualify for this. Right after the break, I'm going to break down Medicaid in just uh, a short period of time. It's going to be worth it. Don't go away. I'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. All right, so back to Medicaid and how does this work? And I'm giving you examples of how it works when qualified for moving to a nursing home. And we're talking about uh, on average, a semi-private room, which is what Medicaid will pay for, these places are you know, about six thousand to seven thousand dollars a month. So you start writing checks. <laughs> I don't care how much money you are. I mean, you're that will deplete your assets in a huge, huge hurry. So, so here's how it works. Let's talk about a single person first, because this is really, really straightforward. Uh, you have to uh, basically label your assets. So and uh, all the exempt assets, which means you don't have to do anything with them for now, right, is your house. Your house is an exempt asset. Uh, your vehicle is exempt. You can buy a prepaid funeral plan. That is an exempt asset. A small amount of cash value in a small life insurance policy is considered exempt. And all of the stuff in your house, your household uh, items, uh, all of all of your stuff that is exempt. So what is countable is almost everything else. So I like to say think liquid assets. 
checking, savings, money market, mutual fund, CD, 401k, IRA. So all of the liquid assets, those are called countable assets. And then if you hear the term spend down, oh, are you in the spend down? Right. So the spend down means that you have these liquid assets that have to be spent down to that qualifying trigger. So let's say you've had $50,000 in liquid assets. You would spend those down and then qualify for Medicaid to pay for the majority of your care. Uh, In Missouri, you spend down to $4,000. In Kansas, you spend down to $2,000. So you're almost broke. (laughs) Exciting, right? Uh, And then Medicaid will pay for the bulk of the majority of your nursing home cost. And that's exa- that's exactly how it works. So, you know, what can you spend down the, the dollars on? Well, obviously, you got to pay your nursing home bill, six to $7,000 $7, a month. You can pay off any debt that you might have. You can pay that off. That's certainly allowable. Uh, you can put money back into your home, put on a roof or a new uh, HVAC system or whatever uh, your home may need. If you don't have a prepaid funeral plan, it is a very good financial move to take a countable asset that you must spend down, that's cash, buy a prepaid funeral plan, say, you know, $10,000 prepaid funeral plan, and then you've converted a countable, you must spend it asset of cash into an exempt asset. And oh, by the way, you've just taken care of your final costs so that your family will not have to uh will not have to pool money together to take care of that. So it's it's just a really really good uh, business and financial move. The other thing you can do is, you know, you could you can buy a new car, or a newer car, upgrade your your cash for clunkers <laughs> and uh, get a more dependable uh, uh vehicle and and so you can do those sort of things. So let's move on to how does Medicaid work with a married couple. Now this is where it gets really complex. There's a move, a strategy called a division of assets. Now, first of all, do not attempt this on your own. Uh, do not try this at home. <laughs> That's the disclaimer. Uh, I strongly, I cannot more strongly urge you to contact an experienced and qualified elder law attorney, and not just any attorney, someone who specializes in this, that keeps up on the law every single day. It's constantly changing, and they know the best way to do this in your best interest. But there's called a division of assets. A long time ago, if one spouse had to go to the nursing home, the other spouse literally went broke paying for it. And and now you have two people without money. So they used to get divorced to save at least half their assets. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. Uh, Thank goodness you don't have to do that. You just divide the assets on paper. And no one should have to get a divorce to do that. So so say you have $200,000, I'm just making up a number, in in, uh, liquid assets. Half goes on one side of the ledger, so to speak. The other half goes on the other side of the ledger so that the community spouse, the spouse still living at home, living living independently, uh, can still continue to remain living independently and continue to meet their financial obligations. And then the spouse required to move into the nursing home would then, again, spend down to 4000 in Missouri, $2,000 in Kansas, and then they would qualify and Medicaid would pay for the bulk of their cost on a monthly basis. Now, uh, what I'm definitely not getting into today, I'll leave it for the professionals, is if you work, again, with an experienced, qualified specialist, an elder law attorney, they may be able 
to take some of those assets that would be spent down and reposition them on the other side of the ledger, move them over to be uh, uh, to add to the assets of that community spouse. And that's an asset protection strategy. We won't get into that today, uh, but there are huge, huge opportunities. And again, I would definitely contact an elder law attorney to help you through that and do it properly. And then you're always asked uh, the question, well, can I, you know, can I make a gift? Can I give some of this away? Uh, Can we just, you know, move some of this money over there? Well, you can do whatever you want, but that may trigger a Medicaid penalty and that penalty is very, very steep. And again, I'm not going to go into all of the details of that, but a Medicaid penalty would prohibit the person from qualifying for Medicaid uh, for a certain period of time. You just don't want any penalties. And I'll tell you what, there's another issue that could qualify for a Medicaid penalty that I absolutely have to tell you about now. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. All right. So uh, this is very, very common. You'll have maybe a son or a daughter quit their job to stay home and provide care for a parent. And the parent pays that son or daughter money for their care because, hey, they they quit their job. I'm going to pay them, you know, X dollars an hour to help me here. And uh, uh, in that, everybody wins. And they're they're trying their best. They're doing it all above board. And then uh, and and so let's say you you pay your uh, your family member you know fifty thousand dollars, and the care becomes too much, and now you have to move to a nursing home. You outlive your assets, and you need to qualify for Medicaid. Well, Medicaid looks back five years, and they look to see if you've made any gifts, and a gift could be the transfer of cash to a family member or to someone else. And they say, well, wait a minute. What's all this money that you paid your daughter? Oh, well, I was just paying her to provide care for me, and she uh, she was able to keep me at home, and it really worked out uh, for quite a while. Uh, oh, okay, well, so where's your care contract? And you're like, what? What? what do you, where's your care contract? Well, I don't even know what that is, but we just paid her cash. Okay, well, unfortunately, if you didn't have a care contract, that is a gift, and that's going to trigger this huge Medicaid penalty. Okay, you don't want that to happen. A care contract is written by an elder law attorney, specific language for the state of Kansas and a different language for the state of Missouri. And what it is, is an employment contract to where all of that cash given paid to your family member is covered under the care contract. And at that point, it is not a gift and you will not trigger a penalty. So I cannot emphasize strongly enough, if you don't have one, Run, don't walk to an elder law firm and ask them about a care contract. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert, brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right, lots of ways to pay for the high cost of senior care. Hopefully that helped out a whole bunch of people today. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.